0: Hi there, I'm Salima Noon. I'm a sexual health and empowerment educator based in Vancouver, Canada, and welcome to Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast. Growing Up Game Plan is a six week online masterclass for preteens on being more confident, more prepared, and less stressed as they navigate life. We created this podcast to support you parents to do the same. You're in the right place if you want to understand what preteens struggle with. You want to be proactive and stay one step ahead of teen angst. You want to have or keep having meaningful conversations with your preteen about growing up. And you're looking for concrete, easy to implement tips on what to say and do. We don't have all the answers, but we want to support you in all of these goals. Parenting preteens is no joke. And sometimes you just got to call in for backup. That's us. So let's do this. I'm joined by my colleague Julie Proder, co-creator of Growing Up Game Plan, our online masterclass for preteens. Julie is also a member of my Salima Noon Sexual Health Educators team. Hey Julie, happy Friday.
1: Hey Salima, how's it going? I'm great, how are you? Good, good, excited to be
0: here. Me too, because today we're talking about media literacy. Oh fun. Yeah, you know, when we're working with parents, they have a lot of questions about it. They want to know first of all what does this term mean exactly (laughs) Um, but then also we know that more than ever our kids and teens are in front of their screens right and there's no way of avoiding that but what we can do is teach them skills to just really think critically about what's in front of them when it comes to the media. So that's what what I want to talk about with you today. Um, We're going to touch on gaming and how parents can tackle that topic. And of course, we need to talk about social media because we know that kids are using it at younger and younger ages. And so I'm hoping that we can offer parents some concrete tips as to how they can help their kids have balance in life when it comes to that.
1: Absolutely. This is such a Huge topic that's not going to go away anytime soon, right? This is part of our everyday lives. Yeah. And uh, so much so that it's made its way into most school curriculums, right? I not know. only is media literacy important, it's a skill. Yeah. And so it takes a lot of critical thinking skills and training to kind of figure out what to do, right? Yeah. And I know that parents generally know what this term means, right? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit exactly um, about what you're talking
0: about when you define media literacy sure so teaching our kids media literacy means to help them understand the messages that different types of media are sending when kids are media literate they can think critically about what they see and hear in the media and so they can ask things like what's the reasoning behind this um is what i'm watching meant for education or entertainment does the creator of this show want me to do something as a result of watching it so those are the kinds of questions we want to teach our kids early on to be asking themselves as they're consuming media.
1: Absolutely. I love this approach. Uh, in our workshops, we're always talking about how awesome, you know, Disney princess movies are and how awesome the Avengers are and action movies. And we want kids to enjoy these for entertainment, but to be able to decipher some of the messaging that's that's in there, right? We know that our kids are um, in front of screens and devices at earlier and earlier ages, especially this year during the pandemic, of course. Yeah. Um, What do you think is sort of the right time, age, approach for parents to start uh, teaching this kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, well, you know, parents can actually do this from the minute their child is able to hold a device. Mm. (laughs) And it starts with teaching the importance of balance and good habits when it comes to media. So from day one, we can teach our kids, for example, that the internet is a great place to learn and have fun and connect with others and express ourselves. Too much time online or in front of a screen though, isn't healthy. And so it's a good idea to make sure that we have a break from time to time. Right? So kids can understand that at a very young age. And then as our kids get older, we can teach them, for example, that commercials try to manipulate us. For example, cosmetic companies want us to feel crappy about our appearance, so we'll buy their products. And that toy companies sell different products to boys and girls. We want them to ask themselves, okay, why is this? And we can have that conversation with them.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a great start. And thanks for pointing out that media isn't just, you know, what we what apps we sign up to on our phone, right? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's billboards. It's commercials. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point,
0: and it's it's not new. I mean, our kids have been watching TV for years and years. We did. We listened to the radio. We watched movies. We heard commercials, but the stakes are higher now, and our kids are exposed to more and more at younger and younger ages. So that just points to the importance of starting these conversations early, right? And then when our kids enter the preteen years and want to have and do have more independence online, that's when the critical thinking really comes into play. Because as you know, sexualized media can undermine confidence, it can increase shame of one's body, and lead to things like depression. Um, Not to mention it reinforces the damaging stereotypes that depict women as objects. Yuck. I mean, it's sickening to think that our kids are exposed to that as much as they are, right?
1: Yep. And like we've said before, we want to position ourselves as when they see something that they, you know, wish they could unsee, they're going to come to us and talk, talk through it with us, right?
0: Yes. Uh, That
1: preventative stuff. That's right. And
0: the message is, if you come across something in the media, or something online, even if it's something like pornography, come talk to me about it, you won't be in trouble. But I just want to help you make sense of what you saw. Yes. So we're teaching this critical thinking. And at the same time, we're teaching that if they run into trouble, we're here for them.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So all about that boundary setting. And we want to be interacting with media in a way that makes us feel good, right? Exactly. And that's going to be a little bit of trial and error and some skill building as well. For sure. So I have a bigger question for you. Um, And this is one where the research is developing so quickly that there's just so much to know um gaming a lot of parents are worried about gaming a lot of kids have even expressed their worry for themselves and their peers about too much gaming yeah what can you what can you tell us about that
0: yeah that's a big one partly because it's relatively new to parents and a lot of parents just aren't familiar with that whole world right there's only so much we can do but what we can do is um again start young by talking with our kids about how most of the people they play online games with are honest and harmless, mm-hmm. but some people pretend they're someone they're not and can put you at risk. Yes. So, you know, our kids start to play games at a really early age, and as they approach the teen years is when they get more independence. So we want to preload them with this knowledge so that they know what to watch out for. So if they're in a gaming community, for example, and there's a newcomer to the community who seems to want to take them under their wing and show them new tricks for the game and pay special attention to them, that would be a red flag because we know that people, like I said, can pretend they're someone they're not. And we also know that predators hang out in gaming communities because it's a great place for them to find victims right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's really interesting. And I think even as adults or parents, we need to remember gaming wasn't a part of our lives, but it is a part of our kids' lives, right? It's important to them Um, They value it. They cherish it. So putting in that time, sitting down and having them walk you through. Show me what you're doing on Roblox. What's this chat feature? What is it that is fun about playing among us? Right. Getting sort of getting a little peek into their world is going to take, I think, a lot of the anxiety away from what parents are worried about.
0: And to show interest, right? Yeah. To ask them to teach you, share what they're doing, because if we don't, especially in the preteen years, our kids are going to think, oh, well, I'm not going to tell mom or dad about that because they just they just hate gaming anyway. Mm. They just don't want me to do it. Period. Which isn't necessarily the case, right? We know that gaming's fun, and we need to convey that to our kids. What we also need to convey is that we just want them to be safe, right? Yeah. So part of that is for parents to become familiar with the games that their kids play. And that way they can make an informed decision in terms of which ones they're comfortable with. And they can have an open conversation with their preteens about what concerns they have. So I know you like to play X game and I know you like it for these reasons. It sounds like a lot of fun. Here's why I worry about it. So how can you give me some comfort that it's gonna be a positive experience for you? Can we have some agreements in terms of how that's gonna look? Who are you gonna play with? What are some expectations we're going to have around the language um, that's going to be used in that gaming community? Yes. And what if you run into trouble? Do you promise me that we'll have a conversation about it and you'll let me help you?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So those agreements are important. And, you know, at the end of the day, parents need to pick their battles, not all the games that their kids play, they're going to be crazy about. And some will be a no go. If a parent just can't deal with excessive violence, or um, graphic content, Mm -hmm. totally understandable. They say, we're just not gonna have this game. But we need to find some common ground, recognizing that it is gonna be a part of their preteens' life if they're into it. Um, And the best way we can support them in this is to be positive about it and work together to maintain their safety.
1: Yes, exactly. I like how you use the word agreements around gaming rather than rules right? Yeah. We don't do rules
0: here. (laughs) Not with this stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's just really going to open your kid's mind to, um, you know, to, to building that trust.
0: And we have to allow our kids to have input into those agreements, you know, to ask them, what do you think is a reasonable amount of time for you to be gaming every day Mm -hmm. or every week or on the weekends, you know, um, what things need to be done before it's time for gaming? You know, preteen can say, well, I'll make my lunch for the next day. My homework's going to be done, obviously. I'll pack my backpack and I'll get ready for bed early. Yeah. So that might be something that a parent can get their head around. So There's a lot of negotiation and compromise and coming together so that both parent and preteen feel comfortable. We also have to be careful, though, to remind our preteens that the expectations for behavior online are the same as they are in real life, even when they're gaming, to practice kindness and respect and consent. So with agreements come expectations and clear consequences for when agreements aren't met, right?
1: Yeah. And that gives everyone in the situation a little bit more control. Everyone feels a little bit more at ease, right? Yeah. So what about social media? a little bit of a different landscape than gaming um what are some of the more like key important messages that parents uh want to convey when it comes to this
0: well julie i think we'll be doing an entire episode on this because (laughs) there's so much to say um but just in a nutshell when it comes to media literacy specifically on social media i think one thing we must talk about with our preteens is the comparison game Mm, yep it's vicious and no one wins. So what we need to do is talk openly about how at every age it's difficult, not impo- if not impossible, to compare ourselves to others on social media. And this is really unhealthy and harmful if what people post makes us feel less interesting or less fun or less cool. And this is something we're not exempt from, even as adults, mm-hmm. right? Let's be honest. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I mean, we know about FOMO, fear of missing out. We know about FOBO, fear of being, on, being offline. And those things are, are valid and real. So we need to talk about that with our kids and talk about how what we see online and how we're interacting online can really affect how we feel and monitor that and listen to that and adjust if necessary. That's part of being media literate too.
1: Yeah. Setting those boundaries within yourself, right? What, what's a good amount of time? What feels good? If, yeah. we're on, if we're on there and it's not making us feel good, what purpose does it
0: serve in our lives? And to do a check-in before we go on social media, mm. to ask ourselves, how am I feeling right now? And if you're having a crappy day, maybe you need to take a break from social media because chances are you're gonna come off your feed feeling worse, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
0: It's really important to have these regular check-ins. And if we're feeling okay and we feel like we've got a few minutes to 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 get on for a bit, then we need to set an intention To have a positive experience and to be a a positive contribution to other people's feeds too. Yes. The thing is, we know from research that the more time people spend posting online, the more they become attached to the reaction they get. And this is a slippery slope, right? Because linking how you feel about yourself to the likes and the comments and follows can lead to low self esteem and other unhealthy feelings if. They're not getting the response or the attention they're hoping for.
1: Mm, yeah, and we've all we've all seen that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and the attention we're getting by you know posting a selfie, for example, isn't anything substantial. We're getting comments and likes that have to do with our physical appearance.
1: Yeah, and they're very fast fading. Right, it's a yeah. three second pick me up. And then it's quite empty in the the end.
0: And then they're onto something else, Yeah. right? That's the nature of social media. But what we need to be doing, and it's not easy, is to be teaching our preteens to fuel their self-esteem from within so they're not relying on that external gratification to help them feel better. Yeah. And really, this is where, again, that critical thinking comes in really handy. Um, We can teach our preteens to always remind themselves that People usually only post the best ten percent of their life on social media, right? Mm. <laughs> so it makes no sense to compare that to the good and the bad and the ugly of our lives. Yeah, as you know, in growing up game plan, uh, we teach participants how to trash it and true it, right? Yes, isn't that so much fun? Yes, the kids the kids love this. <laughs> so, for example, if a preteen is on social media and finds themselves thinking things like. I wish I had their life, as they scroll through their feed, what we suggest they do is stop and trash that negative thought and instead say out loud, if possible, something like, well, my life isn't perfect, but I have great friends and family I have lots of fun with. Or they could say simply, I like my life. Or my face-to-face interactions are most important to me, not what I post on social media. So it's just trashing that negative thought And replacing it with something that is more accurate and more true. Can I tell you how many parents have emailed me since we launched Growing Up Game Plan in February and told me how much they wish they knew Trash It or True It when they were young? I mean, wouldn't that have come in handy? It's so simple. But so helpful.
1: Yeah, exactly. Instead of trashing yourself for, oh man, I didn't get up early and go for a run. It's, you know what? I had a great sleep and I do other great things to look after my body and be healthy, like moving on, right?
0: Yeah. So being media literate can teach good habits and these critical thinking skills that can spill over into our everyday life, right? Yes,
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: When it comes to social media, though, there's always those algorithms, too, that we need to teach our kids about. You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Tell me more. Do you mean ads and and consuming and that kind
0: of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether our kids know it or not, um, they and we, too, are consumers. And there's an entire team of scientists putting shiny objects in front of us in hopes that we'll buy. Um, So on our preteen's feeds they will get distracted by things that are purposely put in front of them um, that they want. They want to buy themselves or they want us to buy it for them. And these same scientists make it impossible for people to stop scrolling by putting exactly what they find engaging in their feed over and over and over. So not only that, but in doing so, they're preying on young people's insecurities and vulnerabilities. So yeah, the whole algorithm thing is, is... another issue that's important to deal with
1: yeah and not to mention how gender-based in stereotypes those ads are right did you see the social dilemma the documentary yes yeah
0: Yeah. You know, I really think it's a good idea for parents to watch documentaries like that with their preteens so that it's not always parents talking about this stuff.
1: Yeah. If social media is going to be a part of your life, then responsibility comes alongside that. Right. You need to kind of understand the responsibilities and the grown up things that come with having an iPhone.
0: Yeah. And it's not that we as parents are making this stuff up. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) It, you know, and, and we're not the only ones saying it. So when we get the opportunity to watch documentaries like The Social Dime- Dilemma, and there are so many more, even short YouTube videos, um, you know, it's always a good idea to, to take that opportunity. When it comes down to it, Julie, though, the main message we want to convey to our kids about social media and media in general is that it's awesome as long as it's not the boss of us, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Sometimes, at every age, I'm not just talking about when they're young, it's a good idea to take a step back, check in with ourselves, and do some thinking about the role we want social media and media in general to play in our lives. Yeah,
1: and I think that's an important part of growing up, right? You're starting to learn what you value, you're starting to learn what you like and what makes you happy and what doesn't. So I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of lessons to be learned here for our preteens.
0: But like you said, it's a huge part of our kids' lives, and it's not going anywhere. It's something that we didn't grow up with. Um, our kids are exposed to such different forms of media at younger and younger ages. And so we as parents just need to support them through that, be as, affor- in, as informed as we can, and work with them so that... They can use media in a way that's a lot of fun and in a way that they want to, um, but at the same time, keeps them safe and healthy and happy and all that good stuff.
1: Yes, I love it. I love the reframing it in terms of social media is a positive thing if we use it
0: properly. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks, Julie, for talking with me today. It's always great to have these conversations with you. Yeah, this was really fun. Thanks, Salima. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Growing Up Game Plan, the podcast, where our goal is to support parents as they navigate the preteen trenches. Looking for more? Check out our newest program, Growing Up Game Plan. Growing Up Game Plan is a six-week online masterclass for preteens age 9 to 12-ish that sets them up to celebrate who they really are to use their inner power to honor, manage, and express their emotions, to stay safe and have fun online, to come to terms with puberty, to stand up for themselves and what they believe in, and to foster healthy relationships. Growing Up Game Plan gets your preteen thinking and reflecting on things that matter. We give you peace of mind, and they learn skills they can use for a lifetime. And we help you both learn to have meaningful, open conversations moving forward. Go to www.salimanoon.com if you'd like to learn more about Growing Up Game Plan or to join our waitlist to be the first to know about when registration opens up next. We got you.